Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CDL Podcast channel. In this episode today, we're finally back to making predictions. Matches are finally back. Um, it's been a while. It's it's so weird. We got into the season, we were rolling, and then it was like a couple-week break. Uh, this time, at least, the break was validated because it was the holidays. People were visiting family, spending time with family. So you can, you can never drag the CDL for that one. It's easy to drag them a lot of times, so we can't drag them for that one. Um, but if you guys enjoy this one, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. Drop a follow, drop a five-star review on the audio platforms. Appreciate all your support, uh, even through another break. And I'm just excited to get back into these matches. And before we know it, Major One's going to be here just a couple weekends away. Um, not a lot of news to talk about today, so we'll just real quick fly through the news and then go over our predictions because not a ton to talk about. It hasn't been a lot going on with uh, with the break that we were talking about. So let's jump right into it. Brock, how are you doing today? Oh, you know, doing pretty good. Haven't been on this podcast in you know, a couple weeks now, you know, excited to be back. Yeah, so. it's uh, been a busy time. Holidays, every everybody's busy at this time of year. It's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, excited to be back, watch some COD, actually, because before that, I did not really watch or have time to watch any COD. Yeah, it's it's been a crazy time, but I'm looking forward to, we're kind of through all that busyness and can kind of settle down and actually get into get into the nitty-gritty and watch some good matches mm-hmm. um yeah excited to jump into all that like i said not a ton of news to cover like a couple things there was one rumor that basically got shut down before we could even start recording yeah uh, <laughs> first thing that happened a few days ago the the challengers uh update put it in air quotes if you want because it's kind of a not really an actual update but uh commissioner of the cdl Mr. Daniel said, uh, Happy New Year, everyone. Our team is getting back in office and excited to resume matches next weekend. As we come out of break, getting challengers info out remains our team's top priority. Wish I could provide a more definitive timeline, but it feels like we're just about to finish, uh, just about to the finish line of getting the new platform in place. Rest assured, this is being worked on daily, and thank you for the continued patience. Um. <clears throat> Which I guess okay, cool. They're giving you a little bit of uh, insight into what's going on, but kind of dumb at the same time because they had this entire super extended off season. Which there should be no excuses for things not going smoothly to start the year when you take a six month off season. That should be the time that you get everything prepared and ready to go and roll for day one. Yep. Uh, so the fact that Challengers wasn't ready to go off the rip is just absurd because you had all this off season. It wasn't like it was a shortened off season where they were just you know, rush and get everything done. They had plenty of time to do it, and they, they did nothing to get it done. Yep. Seems like, you know, not the priority, so <laughs> a little lazier when it comes to challenger sign for them working on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, but we're not surprised. Them, yep. them being lazy is, is nothing new. Yeah, it's nothing new, but, you know, praying for those challenger players out there. Yeah, good hopefully something good. gets wrapped up, uh, wrapped up soon so they can start playing again because these guys are... Uh, losing valuable time to, you know, showcase their talent and get that talent out there so they can be picked up post-major one for teams making moves because there are bound to be some teams making moves post-major one. Yep. Uh, interesting thing that happened. I don't know too much about this, but I, I saw it in here and wanted to mention it. We didn't have it written down, but I, I kind of forgot about it. Um, there was like a global rebranding effort. I forget who was it. Um yeah, so Overactive Media executes a letter of intent to acquire both Koi and um, Movie Star Riders to form a global esports powerhouse. 
Um, so like the Toronto Ultra kind of merging with bigger European brands, which is is big. Hopefully, um, mm-hmm. signals that we're going to keep catering to the UK fan base a little bit because, as we know, I mean, you would think with the amount of uh, people in the United States and Call of Duty being such a big North American thing, you know, Canada, United States, Mex- uh, Mexico, all that, we'd we'd have a much bigger listening, but. You see the percentages of the people listening to the podcast, and like, damn, it's like sometimes the the percentage listening from the UK uh, and over there in Europe is is pretty insane. There is crazy support in Europe, so um, good mm-hmm. to see that we have investors and people still being involved over there. Obviously, as well as uh, with the the Spanish boys over at Heretics, a lot of Spanish investors. So good to see them continuing to stay involved because uh, they are a huge part of the community that we cannot lose, even though there's no teams over there anymore. Yep. There are some good fans over there, like you know, and back good players as well. <laughs> yeah, definitely good players. Just like back in the day, the London events go crazy. Yeah, and we've seen over the past how many years, like we've seen it in front of our eyes, the development of the European players as well. Like back, um, maybe even in like the Jetpack era, there were like a couple teams that could compete, and mm-hmm. you know, other than that, they they didn't really hang around as well. Like Black Ops Two, when you started to see them come over, they were just getting dominated. Yeah. Uh, when they played any competition and then slowly as there were land leagues and they got to play more, they just got better and better and better. And now they're basically, you know, on the same level uh, for the most part, a lot of the top players, the same level as uh, any of the guys, um, you know, in, in the CDL or uh, North American CDL, I should say. So mm-hmm. good to see the UK presence still staying strong. Uh, and then yep. our last piece of news, Brock, this one, basically we were going to talk about it and it got shut down before we could even start the podcast. Yep. <laughs> uh, and that is Real. So there was like a rumor that came out from Breaking Point that said uh, Real was uh, potentially getting dropped or they were looking at dropping him and looking at replacements. But Clay shut that down pretty quickly and basically said, you know, he's having some some visa troubles and it could potentially jeopardize his ability to play this weekend with uh, dealing with that. So they're kind of looking at replacements, uh, emergency replacements on the off chance that uh, Real is not able to make it to the matches in play, so they may need a replacement just for that. So it doesn't sound like they're actually looking to replace him full time, just, uh, just for uh, the matches this weekend potentially if he's unable yep. to go. The t- temporary, yeah. You know, so it's, it's always a CDL season without a visa issue, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I <laughs> I honestly can't remember even pre CDL. I can't remember the last time uh, there wasn't a visa issue because. Pretty confident there was probably one at some point in MW that I can't remember, and there, I, there, I'm sure there was one every year. If I really went back and thought about it, I'm sure I could come up with one. And I even remember back in the Black Ops Four, there was for sure at least a visa issue with Dashi. So we can yep. at least go into the year before the CDL. Because um, mm-hmm. I remember Zuma having to play on Optic in in his place for a few weeks. Yep. Uh, so yeah, visa. It, you're not wrong. It would not be a CDL season without a visa issue. It literally happens all the time. Yep. But hopefully, you know, Real gets that all sorted and can get packed uh, playing. Yeah, that would uh, that would be uh, the most ideal situation because you know he has the talent, has had a little bit of a rough stretch here to start the year at times, uh, as has Carolina Royal Ravens. But uh, it would be the worst way for things to happen. All of a sudden, you know, he gets subbed out because he's unable to make a match, and then somebody takes a spot because they start frying. Uh, don't wish that on him. That would be really unfortunate. We saw that happen once already with uh, Gunless. Having to sit out for LAG. Yeah. And then we all know what happened. Spark came in and they made the the crazy improbable run. The Volk. Yeah, and, and <laughs> ended up winning it. And Gunless lost his spot, unfortunately. Yep. 
the unfortunate circumstances, you know, hopefully it's not one of these, but you know, you never, know. you never just know. Yeah. Yeah, you never know. That's true. All right. You ready to jump into predictions? I was going to say one more. Uh, yeah. It, CDL team packs, 12 bucks this year. Oh, yeah. When, what's the date of those? I forgot. I saw it, but I forgot. Uh, j- mm, oh, it's today. January, today, January 8th. For some reason, I thought it was tomorrow, but it is today. You're right, yeah. I opened the price, I see. I think last year, I think last couple of years, it's been 10 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's... Um, quality hasn't gone up. It's not like it's an in-person thing, you know, and the, the level of uh, execution on the skins hasn't really gone up or anything, and they're just... Raising the price. That is a uh, classic Activision. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll need to buy a skin to see like, my team for the year and see how they do. Or something. Yeah, I mean, what is your history on buying skins? Isn't it usually go pretty well for them? What uh, was the first one you bought? Cold War, right? Cold War, I bought Toronto, and then they just end up winning the tournament. Yeah. Vanguard, then... you bought LAG, and they won. No, Vanguard, I still bought Toronto. Oh, did you? Uh, I bought... LAG NW2 and they uh, didn't win about never mind. forever. <laughs> never mind. So you're you're like you've done like basically everything. You picked Ultra and they had a fantastic Cold War year. Then you picked Ultra and Vanguard and they were kind of just a middle of the pack team. Mm-hmm. And then you picked LAG and they literally couldn't have gotten any worse. Yeah. So you're, you're, be... you're if if the cycle continues, you could be back to picking a, a really good team again. Yeah. We're going for the middle team this time. It sounds like Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, maybe I'll pick okay. one one of these days. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to pick one for the year. I usually just kind of look at one which one I'm vibing with. I think last year I bought Rocker. Uh, they weren't very good. All right, now we can jump into predictions. So we haven't talked about uh, the way the standings shook out. So last week, uh, Brock and I were dumb and we weren't thinking, and Brock had to you know head out on his cruise. And before he had on uh, on his cruise and had no service on his phone, we forgot to get his picks and. It wasn't in time to record the podcast, so uh, I got one of our friends that also watches the CDL to pick for him, and he had uh, the best week we've had so far. Not by a lot, but he did get Brock 10 points. Um, so Brock had 8 week 1 and 10 points in week 2, and I had 9 exactly both weeks. So that locks us up at 18 to 18, Brock. Uh, and not only does it lock us up at 18, but... Uh, you won last week by one, so I get the, the veto advantage on the the four-point play. And then... Yep, I'm back. My, sorry, my mic just decided to not <laughs> cooperate with me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry um, about that. <laughs> that's all good, all good. I was like, did I drop? Did I drop? No, we're good. All right. Yep. So, yeah, did you, did you hear that part? You, uh... Yes. You uh, ended up yeah. winning the last week because uh, your guest celebrity picker uh, picked the highest... The highest point total of the year with 10 points. That's, you know, I just not would have thought that would happen <laughs> with the guy we, we picked, picked him. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, 100% true. Um, yep. Uh, thank you to our friend that picked him for me. <laughs> yeah, but it does make it interesting because we're locked up at 18. This isn't technically the final week. Obviously, there is one more week after this. There's four weeks of qualifiers now instead of three. Um but we're locked up at 18. I do get the the veto advantage or like the advantage to pick the four point uh, match before you this week because you did win last week. Um, okay. That's how we kind of have to go because we're tied overall. But 
Uh, for those of you that are new uh, listening for the first time, uh, it's pretty simple. We pick the teams, pick a map count, um, and then we put either one or two confidence points on it. If we get the match right, we gain a point. If we get the uh, match wrong and we put one point on it, we lose it. Same thing for two points. Put two points on it. You gain two points. Um, get it wrong, you lose those two points. It's basically like wagering points on it to get a, a total, so it's not just picking straight up, and you can actually make comebacks if you're down by a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if you get the correct map count and team right, you get a bonus point. Yep. Uh, either one one or two points, and then every week we can each put four points on one series that we're feeling the most confident on. So it's usually, um, in the past, been always saved for uh, Atlanta phase matches for the most part because they're almost guaranteed wins at all times. Uh, You're not wrong. <laughs> so jumping into it, we got a. I'm gonna pull up the standings here on the side too, so I don't forget exactly where everybody's sitting because uh, we've got some some interesting teams that maybe people wouldn't expect. I mean, we've got two undefeated uh, or three undefeated teams. Sorry, uh, two that you'd probably expect: Atlanta Fays and New York Subliners. But they're sitting in second and third place right now because the Miami Heretics are Almost. three and zero with the best with the best map win percentage, nine and two. Jeez, Vamos, That's all I gotta say. Yeah, and there is there's one winless team in the CDL, and that is the Minnesota Rocker. Kind of surprised by that, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I definitely would have thought it would have been LAG, but I see they have a win. Yeah, and uh, they beat uh, uh, Toronto. Dang. <laughs> yeah, uh, a little bit, a little bit unreal there. Uh, yeah, the you know you'd expect uh, they would have beat you know somebody probably not the best. Or sorry, they didn't beat Toronto. What am I saying? They beat. Uh, um lat the battle of la that they own uh mm-hmm. la in oh yeah they beat them again yeah my bad i was thinking of uh boston boston took out toronto 3-0 in a pretty convincing fashion snoopy took over um but lag you know the classic battle of la where even if lat is the by far better team lag just somehow pulls it out every time yep uh makes sense but you know it's how it is <laughs> yeah, so that was funny but you know we're kicking it off and i'm gonna be honest with you brock i'm going with my four point match right away You've got LAG right. versus Atlanta to kick off Friday. And, you know, we always talk about how Atlanta is the prime suspect to pick and put the most points on because they don't lose often. And they're playing LAG, who I know they have a win and aren't technically the worst team in the standings. But, you know, in my opinion, they're still down there. So uh, I'm going uh, Atlanta 3-0, and I'm putting my four points on it. Uh, however, right. if uh, the, the qualifiers did end today, LAG is in winner's bracket. It's funny <laughs> that is. They're 1-2. Um, but all the teams below them are one and three, so they end up making winners bracket. Let's go, LAGs. You know they're starting strong this year. I guess that's that's one word for it. Yep. I will also go three zero, and I'll just put the two points. Yeah, that's uh, seems probably like the most logical pick, um, mm-hmm. especially because three zeros are bound to happen like pretty much every week. Uh, and it's hard to find opportunities to pick them because you always feel like teams can keep it a little close. So this is prime opportunity for the 3-0. Yep. Uh, then we've got Seattle versus Toronto, uh, a match that I'm very, very, very intrigued to watch. Um, Seattle obviously started super strong with uh, the 2-0 and start and then kind of faltered a bit uh, going forward uh, and losing their last two matches. You know, the one to Optic was a little bit tight, but they're 2-2 two and two overall. Uh, and Toronto is uh, two and one overall uh, with that weird loss to Boston where they got three would So uh, people probably looking at Toronto still as the better team overall. But once again, coming out of this break, you never know through practice. Maybe teams got better. Maybe teams figured things out. Maybe they got worse. But I'm still viewing these uh, as two of our, our 
upper echelon teams, Toronto still in the top four. I'd say Seattle probably falls in in that five six range. Interesting mm-hmm. to see how this one shakes out. I think Toronto's going to get back on track. As much as I like the Seattle team, I, everybody knows I'm a big fan of them, but I think Toronto's going to get back on track. But I do think it's going to go to a map five, and I'm only putting one point on it. So 3-2 Toronto, putting one point. All right. I am going to go the opposite way and put two points on it. Going Seattle 3-2? Yep, Seattle 3-2. Illy, RCDs, you know, the crew. I like it. like the chances. I'm, and I like them in a game five. I know I picked Toronto three two, but it's it's not a team I feel great picking against in a map five. Even if this team was to really struggle in search and destroy, when I see a team uh, with, I mean, even if it just had Illy on it, it's a team that I, I don't like to bet against in search and destroy. And obviously, you add Hook, who's had a lot of success in search and destroy, especially dating back to last year. Uh, I also trust RCD's big time in the game mode. We know Abuza has a lot of talent, uh, and they had a little bit of a controversy going on with them. Did you see that Abuza? Getting accused of using like the single tap. Oh yes, Rint, yes I, and like Zuma was talking about how like they did like an investigation and stuff into it. It's a little bit of controversy going on with Seattle over the break as well. Hmm. Mm, uh, so interesting. interesting. Yeah, interesting to see how that plays out. Yep. Um. All right. Let's go to the third match. Uh, it's our uh, winless team versus an undefeated team. Our only winless team, the <laughs> Minnesota Rocker. Versus the New York Subliners. Who you got here? I'm going to go New York 3-1 and put two points on it. I am in complete agreement with you. That was exactly what I was thinking. Yep. New York 3-1 and put two points on it. That was exactly where I was going. Um, Just seems to me that this New York team is probably going to continue to roll because i don't think they have the toughest schedule coming up um also hard to put our faith in minnesota right now considering they are our only winless team and uh they do not have the easiest way to get back on track here but they might have a get right match uh playing carolina later in the weekend yep uh that moves us on to, to saturday brock where your boys vamos miami heretics try to keep their undefeated season alive so far versus seattle not a not an easy match by any means, but man, Seattle could be in danger after this weekend. They definitely I mean, I could. You picked them to win, but that Toronto match is not going to be an easy match, and then Miami is not an easy match either. Then you know they're two and two. They could be in danger of falling to two and four after this weekend. Uh, big weekend for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because cool. they're a team that we expect to to be at least starting in winners, and they're a team that I can see making a run to like. They're one of those outside the top four teams that I think are a top candidate to make a top four run. Mm-hmm. Yep, but definitely in danger of uh, falling, falling to two and four this weekend. Yeah, you think they're going to do so, or are they going to take care of business versus Miami? I personally think Heretics are going to win three two in a close game five, and I'll put one point on it. Okay, okay. I I really really want to pick Miami because um, I talked about it a little bit in the last solo pod. But if you look at their schedule going forward, Brock, it's not like like undefeated stage one is like in the cards for them. They had one. I think they played Optic was their tough match, but like they played Seattle, who's two and two and very beatable. And then they play Boston on Sunday, who are very beatable. I mean, Boston uh, only has the one win. They're one and three. Uh, And then they have Optic and then LAG. Mm hmm. So realistically, they should be able to beat Seattle, Boston, and LAG. 
and that optic match is obviously the tough one. So like Miami, like there's a very, very, very real possibility that they finish the split six and one or seven and zero. Oh. Mm, yeah, it is very doable. So I like them for the storyline. Something about the Seattle team, though, especially if they lose to Toronto, like I'm predicting. I think Seattle's going to pull this out. As much as I love this Miami team and want to see them, want to see them succeed. I think Seattle's going to avenge their game five that they have earlier in the weekend. I'm going to pick them three, two and put one point on it. But for the storylines, I kind of hope Miami wins because I, an undefeated split could be on the cards for them. It's just that optic match scares me because optic has looked very, very, very good. Yeah. You know, but it's definitely a hard match to pick in my opinion, for sure. Yeah. Cause it's a a team that maybe is surprising us. The fact that they're undefeated in Miami and then a, a team in Seattle that we both have a lot of faith in the players. Yep. Agreed. Um, then we got Boston versus LAG. Uh, Boston, obviously underachieving so far this year. They did have a nice win against Toronto to maybe get themselves back on track. And they are clinging on to the eighth seed uh, right now. Uh, this is a big match for seeding purposes, though, because uh, LAG sitting one spot in front of them in seventh right now uh, for the major one standing. So it could be a big game for Boston to kind of get back on track. Um and potentially, you know, move up the seating ladder a little bit, try to avoid the Atlanta phase of the world, uh, which is always a, an ideal thing for you to do in your seating. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you thinking here? Boston, LAG, you think LAG can continue uh, their winning ways and get another win on the board, or Boston going to climb the standings a little bit here? I think Boston is going to get back to, you know, what we think, what we think they're going to be this year, you know, top five, top six. So I'm going to pick Boston in a 3-1 fashion, and I'll put, Two points on it. Okay. I just I trust like their it. players more. All right. Boston 3 2, two points, you said? Uh, 3 1. Oh, 3 1. Yep. 3 1. Um, I don't know why, but I just have this feeling LAG is getting smoked this weekend. I'm saying Boston 3 0, and I'm putting two points on I think LAG is going to go 0 6 map count this weekend. Okay. Uh, now watch though somehow go two and zero and take out Atlanta, mm-hmm. um, but I like Boston in this match as well. I think they're going to get back on track. Uh, they need 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 to get back on track with this match because they play Miami later, and that's going to be a tough one. And then they wrap up the split um, for major two with where is it here uh, after Miami. Then they wrap up with New York. So absolutely crucial. Boston to get this win versus LAG, and then, need, then they need to find a way to beat either Miami or New York to probably have a chance at winner's bracket, because three and four will probably get you in at the bottom. Yeah, I would say. Uh, but definitely can't be dropping the match uh, against LAG if they want a shot at winner's bracket, because then they have to beat both Miami and New York to even have a chance, which are obviously tough matches. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ooh. Yeah, all right. Moving on, uh, a match... That you know, honestly, if I saw it a few weeks ago, I would have believed it was better, but I'm not really sure now. Uh, and that's Toronto versus LAT. LAT sitting at one and three with a four and nine map count. Haven't looked all that great uh, in our last showing from Toronto. Uh, we were left a little bit shaky on them. However, I still have the faith in Toronto, and I still believe that this LA team has something in them to be good. And I won't be shocked if they won this, but I just have I find it hard to be trusting in them right now. And I'm I'm gonna put uh, Toronto three one, and uh, I'm gonna throw. Two points down on it. You're in my mind. <laughs> Quite literally. Think of the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Envoy Revenge game. It's a former team. 
Yeah, it's just I, I want to pick LAT and I want them to be good, but it's just it's hard to have faith in them right now. Yeah. You know, maybe right. they'll be good when we see Kalor Kami come out. <laughs> yeah, you know, we've been waiting only three or four years for that to come back out. Yep. Oh wow, we're into the Las Vegas gauntlet. Uh-huh. They I uh feel bad so, for them right now. <laughs> yeah, because remember remember even before the season had kicked off, we were saying like Vegas has gotta start like what was it, three and one or yeah. two and one, whatever. How many they're one and three overall. Remember we were saying like Vegas, you've gotta be three and one or something uh coming out of the the first couple of weeks because you know they had new york which is obviously a very tough match and then they had heretics which before the season we were thinking heretics was going to be more middle of the pack you know mm-hmm. um and they obviously look very good uh and then they had minnesota which is their only win uh and they had carolina who they lost to so like you were thinking like man you really got to beat carolina you really got to beat minnesota and you really got to beat miami we were thinking but now their schedule looks even tougher because if Miami is like an undefeated caliber team. Uh, then Vegas had to play Miami and then the top four. And they ended up losing to Carolina. Because uh, as mm-hmm. we had mentioned, you know, Vegas gets the gauntlet here. They play the last match on Saturday against Optic. And then they play the first match on Sunday against FaZe. Uh, so that's absolutely brutal. And then next weekend, they have to play Ultra still. Jeez. So they probably played our, you could argue that uh, their schedule, based on the way the standings might shake out, they might have played the top five teams in standings. Because Miami's one, Phase is two, New York's three, Optics four, and Ultra's five right now. So there's a good chance that Vegas had to play the top five teams in our qualifiers. Yeah, it's tough for them. Brutal. Uh, And I don't think it's going to get any better here. I I think Optic is going to take care of business against them 3-0, putting two points on it. Mm Mm-hmm. Man, this is just tough. I'll go with Texas 3-1, one point. Actually, two points. What am I saying? Uh, 3-1, you said? Yeah, 3-1. I'll give the one for attached. Respect. Gotta respect attach. Yep. It's our boy. Uh, yeah, it, it's just a tough match uh, here for Vegas, and I think the trend is going to continue I for some reason I'm gonna say they also don't go they they don't go zero and six. There's no way I'm gonna give them a map first phase, but I'm putting two points on a phase three one. Uh, always hard to pick against phase, and you know Vegas hasn't shown me anything this year that would lead me to believe they're gonna beat phase. I just feel weird uh, saying two teams are gonna get six zero this weekend, so I'm giving mm-hmm. them a bone and throwing them a map. Yep, I'll go like you did for Texas versus Las Vegas. I'm gonna go three zero. And two points. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably the correct pick. I just felt weird having them get three would again, even after having LAG get double three would Yeah, they could get double three would back to back days in like twenty minutes tops time. That'd be demoralizing because it'd knock them to one and five, basically guaranteed losers bracket. Uh, that'd be a tough start to the year. But I mean, they were really screwed by the schedule makers here. They had just a brutal start. Yeah, I hope uh, if they end up doing bad this split, they don't look for a change. I think this team down the line can get really good. I think they can be really good, too, and I hope they realize that they're playing all the top teams right now. It's just that that Carolina loss crushes them because they're, they're Carolina's only win. And the Royal mm-hmm. Ravens haven't looked very good, so the fact that they lost them is, is really crushing because they could be sitting at 2-2 two and two right now uh, with losses to Miami and New York. And then you'd be like, okay, the only two teams we lost to are undefeated. You wouldn't feel as bad. Yeah. But now here you sit and you're one and three and you lost to Carolina as well as the two undefeated teams. And you still have, you're staring on the barrel of uh, Optic and Atlanta in your next two matches. Yeah. 
However, <laughs> they could change the narrative on themselves if they somehow come out of this weekend two and zero. We'll be like, oh my god, Vegas is here. Yeah, that'll be a, you know, hoping for it, praying. You know, they're hoping for it. <laughs> yeah, they they need uh, a lot more than hope. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Next match, Brock, Minnesota versus Carolina. Somebody uh, that we view as one of the bottom teams right now is going to come out with a win. Uh, we'll have to see if Real is able to play this weekend. Hopefully he is, but uh, like Clay mentioned, some visa troubles going on there that may force him to be held out. We don't really know who a potential replacement could be right now, but you think Minnesota is going to get their first win of this CDL season, or is Carolina going to get it done and kind of keep their winner's bracket hopes alive and move to two and three? I think Minnesota, you know, they got accuracy, you know, it's pretty typical of a player. I think Minnesota's mm-hmm. gonna get their first W on the board. If you know, Royal Ravens do not have Real. So I'm gonna yeah. go Minnesota three three two in a real close grudge match and I'll put one point on it. I'm thinking the exact same thing. I was thinking a Minnesota three two with one point. Um I don't have a lot of faith in Carolina. Like you said, it could get really scary if they're having to sub a person in the last minute. Um, and I still like this Minnesota roster has pieces that I like. I like Linz as a player. I like awakening. Uh, I like accuracy. I really overall just like the makeup of this team, like vivid. Like this is a, a team that I have faith in to be pretty good. They just haven't shown it at all this year. So it's like conflicting, but I don't know. I'm, in a match where they're playing a te- another team that's struggling and may have a substitute playing, uh, I just like the idea of them finally finding a way to get it done. Hopefully they use the break to take everything seriously and really fix something. So mm-hmm. I'm also going Minnesota 3-2 and putting one point on it. Yep. I like it. Okay, next match, we've got New York trying to continue their potentially undefeated split if they beat Minnesota earlier in the weekend against LAT. Uh, we both have LAT losing in their first match as well, so uh, a loss here for LAT if the first match goes like we think it does. We put them at 1-5 and five and probably pretty much guaranteed to miss winner's bracket, so uh, yikes. Very yeah. tough here for a team that we thought could potentially start out the year pretty well. Um, I'm going to say they're going to fall to New York 3-1, and I'm putting two points on it, so I think LAT may be panicking a little bit after this weekend. Mm-hmm. Man. I am also going N- NYSL 3. I'd be closer than expected, so 3 2, and I'll put one point on it. Okay. I don't mind it. It's a uh, LAT, you know, they're, they're a team that it feels like organization wise, they seem to do pretty well with their back against the wall, but we'll see if this iteration of the team does that as well, because obviously there were some bets on the past team that really kept things going for them pretty well. Mm hmm. All right, then our final match of the weekend, Boston, Miami. Uh, you picked Miami to win the last match. I did not. So for you, they're trying to continue their undefeated split. Uh, I think they are going to get it done this time. I think we're going to have another 3-1 on the day, our third 3-1. I think Miami's going to win it 3-1. And I'm going to put two points on it, I really think. They're going to, once again, Boston would then fall to 2-4. and four, So they're putting Boston in danger of falling to losers bracket. Uh, but I just think Miami's going to be able to get it done. I wouldn't be surprised if they beat Seattle, even though I picked against them. But... They look good, man. It's hard to hard to bet against them right now, especially when they're playing uh, more of a, a bottom middle team like Boston. Yep. And I'm also gonna continue the trend of Miami gonna go seven and zero in the split. So, and I'll pick them. You know, I think they'll lose the first two matches. 
hardpoint search and you know reverse sweep them end the day off and i'll put two points on it i think a little miami reverse uh reverse sweep yep dealing it uh okay okay i like it uh the way these shake out we're gonna be pretty tight uh heading into the the final week of matches because uh we went uh same map count and uh almost same confidence points for the first two matches oh wait you missed a four-pointer oh you're not wrong (laughs) that we just we just completely forgot to have you put four on one match you can do it on any match except lag atlanta you want to switch one of those into four points i will switch the texas versus uh, las vegas okay Putting four points on optic, uh, but either way, that's still my point. Still stands out. We're gonna be pretty damn close because besides maybe so the first day we have the same team in two of the three matches. The second day we have the same team in three of the four matches, uh, and the final day we picked the same team in every match. Uh, and our confidence points are different on only one match uh, on Friday and. Only one match on Saturday just because of the four point, and then two matches on Friday because of the four point, and then a one and a two split for us. Uh, so honestly, as long as we're getting the matches right, it's really going to come down to a, a lot of map count, probably. If some of us can, if one of us can pick up bonus points on map count, but it's pretty much guaranteed we're going to be pretty tight going into that final week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited to see you know how this all shakes out this weekend. This this was like a weird week of matches to predict because just like with the way things are shaking out right now like and the way teams have looked it's like you've got miami who looks really good face and subliner should look very good optic who's looked very good since that first match and toronto who maybe didn't look as good in their last match but we still have a lot of faith in them and then it's like it's a hard drop off from there to like seattle who looked really good right away but then lost two in a row and lag who's in seventh but we don't trust them boston who we feel like should be good but they've been bad so far and Vegas, Thieves, Carolina, Minnesota have all been bad. So it's like you got the top five, and then you got like an okay Seattle, and then like six teams that you don't feel very good about at all right now. So it's weird to predict. You're predicting a lot of matches that feel lopsided because it feels like it's like five good teams, an okay team, and five bad teams, or six mm-hmm. bad teams. Yeah. It's a weird, weird, weird spot for the CDL right now. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. All right. You got. Anything else? It hasn't been a ton of news. I don't really know if there's anything else big for us to, to touch on at all. Um, no, I'm excited to get back on the podcast. And, you know, excited for Rain Play to come out. 17th. Yeah, sh- uh, yeah 17th is the date? Yep, 17th. I was going to say, I thought it was like 16th or 17th. I couldn't remember the exact date. So uh, here's to hoping that they actually drop it uh, mm-hmm. True. the correct day. And I'm so sad because... Uh, I like to just sit down and grind that weekend, and of course, uh, I'm going to be out of town the weekend of the 19th, 20th, 21st, mm-hmm. so I can't do the typical, like, oh, rank play came out, this is going to be a free weekend, I'm going to sit down and grind it, uh, I'm going to have to grind it Wednesday and Thursday night, because of course, uh, I'm headed up north uh, with a bunch of friends for the weekend, so I'm going to be uh, unable to grind rank play uh, after waiting for so long, they have to drop it on a weekend where I'm busy, they should, they should consult me for my schedule first yeah literally <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah I'm, I'm very excited to jump into it because uh i grinded got the camos done for mw2 and then uh for me call of duty uh at this point is just all rank play i absolutely love rank play can't get enough of it but at some point i can only play so much pubs yep don't play so much until you get real bored and just 
don't want to play until the rank play comes up for the competitive. Yeah. <laughs> I can play unlimited rank play, but pubs, ooh, it's it's tough sometimes. I, I enjoy it early, but this game, especially for pubs, I had played all the maps already, so it wasn't like I was even like learning new maps, you know? Yeah, just kind of same some of the old ones you already know. Yeah, but I'm very much looking forward to rank play. I think it'll be it'll be very fun to play. It's always very fun, especially since we've gotten the actual good ELO system. Mm-hmm. It's always fun to play rank play and try to climb up the ladders. Yep, sure is. All right, that's going to do it for this one. If you guys enjoyed, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. If you're on the audio platforms, drop a follow, drop a five-star review. We appreciate all you guys listening. Very, very excited to jump back into matches now from here on out. We pretty much start rolling for the season. Uh, yep. No more big-time breaks coming up and just <laughs> a few weeks away from a major, which is very, very, very exciting. So super excited to get into all that. Um, thank you guys so much for watching and we will see you in the next one.